How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hola gente, Ish here. So the holidays are around the corner and I can hear the chorus of all the people out there saying right now when it comes to shopping for men, I never know what to get my husband, boyfriend, brother, dad, etc. so on and so on. Bueno, what if I told you about the perfect gift? Huh? Well, it's the perfect jeans. No, that's literally the name of the company and they're not lying. I've been wearing their jeans for about a month now, and it's the softest and most comfortable pair of pants that have ever hugged my booty without squashing everything else. Guys, you know what I mean, right? Some of these jeans don't leave much room for the boys, do they? So when I give a pair of jeans made for men that alleviates that crushed nuts feeling, trust me, that is a thing we struggle with. And you can even save 25% off your first order by using promo code Pero 25 when visiting theperfectgene.nyc. There's a variety of styles. You got slim fit, skinny fit, and they now have athletic fit too. So there's definitely variety to choose from. Honestly, it just sounds like the perfect holiday gifting solution to us. So don't forget, visit theperfectgene.nyc today and use code Pero 25 for 25% off the perfect gene as the perfect gift for your perfectly imperfect Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> Happy holidays and Merry Christmas, everyone. It, the holidays are here. Yeah, 2020 is ending for better or for worse. But the holidays are here. And while we all love chestnuts roasting on an open fire, hairy chestnuts, not so much. Well, our friends at Manscaped are here to save the holidays. You know, we've only been telling you about Manscaped pretty much all of 2020, right? This Christmas, Manscaped is offering their performance package bundle. 
the perfect gift for your favorite package. Manscaped's got all the gadgets and all the scents your guy can want. Seriously, the scent is like so good. It's it's fresh, it's clean. I mean, not for nothing Manscaped, but they should make like a candle or like a room uh, odorizer or something of it. Who knows? Uh, Mira, it includes the Lawnmower 3.0 body trimmer, the Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, the Crop Preserver ball deodorant, and the Crop Reviver ball toner. And if you get Manscaped's performance package now, they'll even toss in a pair of their briefs and travel bag. And not for nothing, their briefs are awesome. If you really want your bells jingled, use promo code FEDO20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping handling. It's a season for the perfect gift with the perfect promo, so use FEDO20 as your promo code when ordering your performance package bundle at manscaped.com. Feliz Navidad, everyone. Hi, people. This is DJ. This is Ish. And this is season three of Pero Let Me Tell You. La noventa y pico. La yeah. ocho y la noventa y pico. El jumbo. Well, there's a McDonald's by there and all okay. that. Okay. Okay. I know. Okay. Yes. 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 Yeah, yes. The yes. shopping center. So with that said, with that. <laughs> bet you nobody's <laughs> talked about Jumbo Supermarket in a while. No, they are not. Welcome to episode 137, Seven. everybody. Yes. Our Thanksgiving, post-Thanksgiving, yes. you I, know, I, I, food coma. I'm sure some people are feeling a little jumbo right now after eating on right. Thanksgiving. You know, it's pretty jumbo now that we're talking about <laughs> extinct supermarket, Electra. That's true. Let me tell you something. Extra supermarket. Okay, people. We're gonna take a we're gonna take a little happy happy, happy Friday, happy, happy Black, Black Friday. Friday, happy Pedro Friday, post Thanksgiving. The holidays are officially here. The Macy's Thanksgiving parade was weird, but we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> um a man, for those of you like listeners who are Miami natives who've been here a while, oh yeah, extra supermarket was a big deal. Uh yeah. Cada vez que alguien llegaba de Cuba, the first thing you would do is to take, take them to extra. extra. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh my God, pero, so pero. many apples. And then you... <laughs> <laughs> and then I always feel like you would always take them to get like, to eat the grapes. <laughs> and then you would go to the candy section and they'd be like, y esto se puede comer así. And you know, you couldn't because technically I, you had to pay for and it. And then you would see them. And the orange juice thing, la naranja empezaba por allá okay. arriba. Can I tell you that I love those of things? Of the machine. And it would make all its way down the conveyor belt to just, you know, squeeze a damn orange. I love watching those machines. Yeah, but it's very ineffective, right? Very... Um, oh, no, yeah. It's like total middleman it's situation. It's not cost effective At all. Whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or time effective. for show. It's a little therapeutic for me. Yeah. But, oh, man. Extra. We used to go to the one window. There weren't that many extras. I was going to say, did they, did they have any outside there of South was, Florida? So, I don't I, know. I think they I, had it I, in Puerto Rico. Yeah, they were Puerto Rican. Okay. But the ones that I can think of, there was an extra uh, with the one, the one that we used Bird. to go to, Bird Road and 112. Right. You know, man, right next to our house, right? That's true. Bird Road and 112. Then there was an extra. And they were in, open 24 hours. Yeah. And there was an extra in Dadeland. Ah, verdad, that's where the right. Publix is now. Me dio por allá atrás. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Me dio por allá atrás. <laughs> 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 the part of Dayton that nobody goes to. The by people the, forget. The Daytron yeah. Center. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was one in Hialeah. Okay, yeah. And I can't remember a fourth one. Where? There may be, maybe South Miami. I don't know. Well, listeners, if you know where the four, if there was a fourth uh, extra. Pero extra know. was a big deal. 
it was, was a, big, a deal. big deal. Like, it was such, you know, I mean, obviously it was the age because, you know, I was a kid at that time. Yeah, we time. were like six. Well, Extra opened, the one in Bird Road opened in 1986. I think it lasted from, it lasted for about like close to 10 years. I think from like 86 to like 95. It, yes, 94, 95, because that was my first job when it turned into a Winn-Dixie. Winn-Dixie, yeah. And we were, that we was were like. a sophomore, sophomore, junior year. Yeah. yeah. So it lasted maybe close to 10 years. Yeah. But man, what a 10 year it was. Had a good run. It had a good run. <laughs> like I remember, I remember they had like, like a side room where the beer was at. Like the kegs of oh, beer. Oh, yes. And I would always go in because it was like very cold. It was freezing. I loved it. Cuenta. This was so like reminiscent <laughs> of the time. Here we I are mean, talking we about extra. We have not talked about extra. And like Cuenta, that extra at, at a time had their own like a video rental club. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Ahí en la entrada. Man, that was such an 80s thing. That was such a thing. It's funny because I was... Do you remember I, FX? Well, I was going to go... Well, not, I wasn't going to go to FX, but yes, I do remember it. But it's funny that you say the supermarket video rental thing because as as I've been mentioning, I've been re-watching Melrose Place and there's an episode where they're in a supermarket and like at the entrance of the supermarket, it has like a rack of videos. And I was yeah. like, wow, that's something that kids today will just... Nope. Number one, they don't know what a video is, but they nope. can't understand that like we would go there oh, yeah. and that, rent a video. That meme that exists right now of like... It's a meme of Blockbuster mm-hmm. and like full, like, you know, yeah, packed, packed, yeah. that it says kids, <laughs> kids will not understand how lit this was on the weekend. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Friday night, if you didn't get there early, you weren't getting a new release. I remember the Blockbuster on Bird Road, right. Bird Road 107, the one we went to. Uh, by Checkers, <laughs> that now it's a pet supermarket. <laughs> it was such a like big deal to get the new releases that I would stand by where the drop-off was. Just in case. I would stand by yeah. there because as people kept dropping off the videos, I, they would scan them immediately and then put them on the rack there yep. before they re-rack yep. them. Yep. Yep. That, they'd be like, damn it, the bodyguard just came in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it did not matter how many copies of a new release they had. Yeah. Because there were some times that it was like an entire wall. Yeah. Gone. But that has that has to that goes to with what we've talked about before in terms of now with like Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and Disney Plus yeah, and yeah, yeah. all um, the streaming services not Quibi that, anymore that you know we're like we have all these streaming services and we're like we, and we don't watch I'm watching Melrose Place yeah and, and you used to go to Blockbuster or the Extra Video uh, Club or FX or FX y tú salías como con diez películas and then you know you had like a forty eight hour rental so you so were you were like you were committed movies. yes. There was yes. a commitment. Yes. You had from Friday till Sunday night because you had to get them returned because Monday was school. And then there was that weekend that I decided it would be a good idea to watch a double feature of Cleopatra and Dr. Shivago. You're still watching that, I aren't you? I'm still watching that 20 years later. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and how many know, intermissions? You know, it's so funny that in Dr. Shivago, he has children, right? right? And by the end of the movie, the children are older. And I'm like, the children like aged in the movie in real time. <laughs> Because like you know, years passed in the movie that I'm like, the time the movie's over, it's like I felt it. Like, it's like boyhood. They just waited for the like, children I to felt age. It. I felt, and now it's funny because I don't know, listeners, have you seen Doctor Zhivago? So Doctor Zhivago is this very, very famous movie from the '60s. I believe it was from 1969. It's a novel, right? A Tolstoy novel. Yes, and I love, love, love Ru- Russian culture and Ru- Russian literature. So that's why I've always loved this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's also why you write. Um, Horses shirtless like Putin. 
Oh, yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Um, and, you know, the book was banned for years in communist Russia and whatever. Um, so the movie talks about the Bolshevik Revolution. <laughs> and, you know, it's the Dr. Zhivago is set, you know, it's a love story, but it's set on, you know, against, on, the, against the, backdrop the, of the backdrop of the Bolshevik Revolution. So if you're into that, it's... It's Amazing. fascinating. It's right, fascinating. Right, right, right. And, you know, it has a great cast and it won Academy Awards and all this stuff. But it is so boring. It's but Alec I, Guinness, right? Huh? Alec Guinness. Uh, the... Isn't Sir Alec Guinness in it? Obi-Wan? Uh, yes. Yes, he is. Um, no, it's a great cast. But you really have to like the... The, you the know, subject matter. The subject matter right. to, like, make it through. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Because like that Russian winter, it's dedication. And then when I found out that it was really shot in the middle of the summer in Madrid, and all the snow is wax. Oh wow! Yeah, it's terrible. And they were actually suffocating while they. <laughs> oh no! Well, I, wow. Okay, but anyway, anyway, back to Thanksgiving. But I was gonna say, well, we can relate to suffocating during the winter yeah, because absolutely. we live in Miami, and absolutely, so it's absolutely. it's a balmy ninety degrees year round, uh, pretty it is, much. It is. So that's a way of bringing it back over. Yeah. So as you guys are listening to this, you. So are black uh, I'm I'm Black Friday shopping whatever I that am, may look like whatever that may look like I mean this this year the thing about Black Friday shopping this year is that because of everything that's been happening a lot of the stores have started their Black Friday deals already be it Esto es como the Super Bowl commercials that they start airing uh -huh. them like two weeks before the Super Bowl well but this year specific because of COVID they're like okay people may need a little bit more time you know financially so they're they're spacing it all out you're using all your Kohl's cash aren't you why you got to ruin my secrets, yo? <laughs> <laughs> and they're double on, on Friday. What yeah. are you talking about? Um, but yeah, so they started earlier. But I'm I'm assuming that there will still be either the same deals or better deals or different deals, you know, as I'm out, you know, today shopping. And like I said, look, you've asked me before, like, do you really get better deals on Black Friday? Depends on what you're going to go buy. You know, you're a Black Friday warrior. I am a Black Friday. Like me and my sister, we do this every year. It's our annual bonding thing. We go out. You know, we I sleep over her house. We, you know, depending this year, everything's probably not going to open until six, so it probably will be like a Black Friday, like it used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and we go out and we acabamo. The thing is also, I feel like it's more beneficial like when you have small children, mm -hmm. because I go when I go to the stores and I see people like just browsing, and I'm like, no, 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 no. You, this is not the you time. Go in with a game plan. Yeah, this is not the time to look at you know the kitchen towels. No, this is when you go in and you're like, okay, which of the flat screen TVs do I want? You don't go Black Friday shopping to you don't comprende the gente. Uh -huh. exactly, <laughs> exactly. You go, it's like okay, uh, Target has the towels on sale for a dollar. Stock up for the year. Um, you know the video games are buy two get three free or whatever. You know, like yeah, you gotta go with a game plan. I literally make an Excel spreadsheet. With the name of everybody I'm buying for, the item, the price on sale that day of Black Friday, where it is located, and the store that's located. Mm -hmm. And I also have a column where I check it off as I buy it. Okay. So, <laughs> I don't do Black Friday shopping. I never have. There's no way. And, and I'm not one of these people that hates going to stores. And Black Friday is not as bad as it used to be. No, I know. I know it's it's come down it's a little different. bit. It's um, and, and I really had a really big problem. Now it's come down a little bit. And this year, obviously, because of COVID, right. uh, a lot. But until a few years ago, that more and more stores were opening earlier and earlier. Yeah, I know. And now, yeah, you know, know, stores were practically open on Thanksgiving. Well, they were. You know, Walmart it's like, was open on Thanksgiving. It's like, give me a fucking break. You know, yeah. like, your, your employees no, no, for at the, least yeah. deserve... Absolutely. Thanksgiving dinner with her family. Yeah, but anyway. For the record, we would never go out before like 3 a.m. But anyway, I've never Black Friday shopped. And it's funny because every year, everybody goes crazy shopping. And oh my God, 
they pull out right. their hair. Okay, well, I was, you know. For like 20 years now, since I was like, I think in college, that I started, yeah, I was making my own Right, money, right, right. That I would give things to people. Right. And it's not even now that I'm self-employed that I have more flexibility in my time. I used to do this when I wasn't self-employed too. I usually will take, during the week, I will take a day off from work. Like a random Tuesday. A random Tuesday. I go to the mall and in three hours, I'm done. 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 No. And now, you know, I have a kid too that I have to shop for. I have, right. a, you know, a big family. I have a ton of friends, you know. Esa cosa que la gente start going crazy and they got in a panic and oh, no. oh no, 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 no. I don't no, go no. into panic. But I start planning gifts, like who I'm getting and what I'm getting. Yo and... rápido. Like, oh, for example. No, 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 no. For example. You know, I am, I, am, I am the gift whisperer. Like, for example, my father. My father loves to read. So I got my father a book. Okay. So I, and I actually go to Barnes and Noble and I go and I, I look to see what, I know his subject matter. Right, right, his you know, taste, I know what yeah. my father likes and doesn't like. So right. I get him, you right, know, right. what I know he's going to like. My mother, for example, my mother doesn't like anything. No, really, my mom doesn't like anything. <laughs> well, that's because she lives in black and white. As we established oh, yes. in last yes. week's episode. My mom no le puede regalar un perfume porque es alérgico. No le puede regalar una crema porque es alérgica. El shampoo, there's only one shampoo she uses. She doesn't like jewelry. It's the only woman in the earth that doesn't like jewelry. You know that's true? I was here with like her, her wedding band and like... Her wedding band. My mother worn her wedding band in like 20 years. Really? My mom does not wear jewelry. But she'll, she'll wear like a watch. That's it, I think. I think I've seen her with like una pulsera, no? No, she doesn't wear jewelry. Uh, my mom doesn't wear jewelry. My mom shops only from Ann Taylor Loft. Only. So guess where she's getting something so, from? So I get her a gift certificate. Uh, you can't get her a candle because she doesn't like to put it on because then maybe it causes an adverse reaction to my grandmother. <laughs> so then... Um, <laughs> right. so many, because so many you know things. What? Because a great place to like knock off a lot of women Bath is and Body Bath Works. And Body Works. Which I do. Three for 18. Una crema for you, oh, a and, body splash and you, for oh, yeah. you, and you double and you. you double up those coupons that you get in the mail. Yes, and you well sometimes you wind up paying a dollar, and they even give you a little bag. It's a one-stop shop. Yo no me complico la vida. I go like one day, y acabo with everybody in like two or three hours, and then I see these people like you know going crazy, going like in panic mode, and I'm like, Pero. oh no, it's because I like I I don't go in panic mode, but I do like to get people like gifts that. You know, I like to think about it. I like to be creative with it. It's fun. Like, even with my mother. My mother, every year, my mother collects nutcrackers. So every year, I get my mother a nutcracker. But I don't want to get her the same I one every year. I think people that you could be creative for. So I, so I always look for, like, a new one, a different one. I think there's people that I could be, you could be creative for. Mm -hmm. And then there's people that you can't. Like, for example, you know somebody that you could be very creative for? My niece. Like my true, niece, true. She's like, into she's anime. Somebody, she's very into anime, so it's like, oh, like, look, like this really cool character or T-shirt from Hot right. Topic. Like, I know you're gonna love. Right, right. My nephew, my nephew. Here you go. Here's a gift certificate to Nike, because he doesn't, you know. Like, I remember one year when he was younger, he was somewhat into presidents, and I got him like all this stuff of presidents. Right, 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 right. And he was like, "Why are you getting me this?" And I'm like, "Okay, never mind. You're <laughs> you're the gift certificate type, which is totally okay." You know, I hate giving gift certificates. I hate it too, but some people, that's what they like. The thing is that, you know how you're saying that, like, you like to be thoughtful? I like to be thoughtful too, but mm. I've realized in throughout trial and error <laughs> that some people, it's not that they're not worth it. It's just that they don't, they don't appreciate it because that's not what they're into. 
Entonces, no, no, le, no, no se le ocurre. Right. That, that you, you went know, through you this trouble. You get like this shirt that sold them. And oh my God, I thought about you. And I'll be like, okay, just I mean, give me a Thank you. Yeah, whatever. Or like, you know, you get something that, that's happened to me so many times. I get something for someone and I'm so like, oh my God, I got you this. Yeah. Like, oh, can I have the receipt? And it's like, oh. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Yo no me complico la vida. Oh, no. I don't complicate my life. I like complicate my life a little bit, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yes. Well, how was your Thanksgiving? Well, I know Thanksgiving was different this year it for was many very people. Different for us, we did not do el batallón de gente. <laughs> we everybody stayed in their respective houses and called it a day. Oh, yeah. Because did COVID. you did you did you cook something Thanksgiving? I did the upside down turkey. What's the upside down turkey? You don't know about the upside down. This turkey? is why I'm asking. Oh my gosh, the listeners! I mean, take. This is the learn part. This is the learn part. I've heard of a turkey, but I never heard of upside down turkey. A turkey that is going to knock the socks off everybody. Like I'm, I'm not okay. kidding. I, I am looking porque, intently. Okay, I did the turkey. I did this turkey. I've already done it. This is this was my third year. Okay, and the first year I did it, you know, my family, like in all families down here in Miami, you know, you always have, especially the old Cuban men. Yeah. Ugh. El pavo. Eso está más patiseco. Eso no sabe a nada. Yeah. Por eso hay que necesitas una pierna. ¿Quién tiene la paleta de puerco? You know, the same shit in my every house. Year. Every year. You're not my alone. Dad, You're not my alone. My uncles, they have to have the fucking pork. It's like, you can't go without pork one day. Like, one day. One holiday, damn it. One holiday. One day. Like, we're going to have next week or next month. Like, literally three weeks. Like, yeah. It's going to be all about the pork. It's, it's the be, star of the show. It, it's the star of the show. It's. I it's mean, we have a t-shirt about really it. Really Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> Christmas is really about a lechon. Like, who are we kidding? It is. I mean, we put up a tree, but it's about the lechon. Right. So, you know, you want to talk about pagan symbols, right. you know? <laughs> but anyway, um, so what you do is, so listen, everybody. Okay. So the day before, you're going to brine your turkey. Okay. Okay. So all you're going to do is put a ton of salt in the damn turkey. Just put salt everywhere. Pat it with the salt. Okay. Okay, you want to make sure your turkey is dry and completely defrosted. Okay, so not moist, not not no no moisture in the well, turkey. Well, there's always going to be a certain amount of moisture. But as dry as you can get but it. But as dry as you could get it. You're okay. going to pat the skin and okay. you're going to dry it. So then you're going to pat it down with salt. Okay. Because the salt absorbs more moisture. Yeah, true. Right. So that's all you're going to do. And you're going to keep it in the fridge overnight. Okay. You know, hopefully for 24 hours in the fridge. So then so then here's the secret. Okay. You're going to get 10 pounds of butter. Good Lord. You're going to literally butterball that turkey. Oh, wow. Okay? So what you're going to do is the following. Okay. You're going to smother that turkey in butter. How? La mantequilla is room temperature. Okay. You're going to get a blob of mantequilla in one hand and a blob of mantequilla in the other one. And just massage and, it in. And just massage that. <laughs> okay, turkey, okay. Right? Because by this point, it's absorbed all the salt. Right. And then what you're also going to do is in the breast salted part. Salted or unsalted butter? Salted. Okay. Always salted. Okay. Um, no, because you put so much salt already. I didn't know No, if... no, no. But it's a lot of meat. So it okay. needs a lot of seasoning. Okay. So in the breast, you're mm. going to very gingerly and carefully and softly. You're going to in the part of the breast mm -hmm. where the cat where the hole is where the cavity is. You're going to put your finger, your hands mm -hmm. between the skin and the flesh, and you're going to okay, like okay. dig in a little pocket around right, the right, breast. Right. Yes, you have right? to do that very carefully. Very carefully. Okay. And then you're going to put more butter in there. So then you're going to get the cooking instructions of your turkey, depending on the weight. Okay. So 
the first half. So it's literally just butter and salt. Yes. Okay. So what I do is butter and salt, and then I inside in the cavity I put I get like three or four lemons, like a garlic head, some rosemary, okay, and a couple of aromatics, and I just stuff it in there. Okay. Okay. So literally, what you're going to do this is one salty violated turkey. You're going to put the, the bird in, okay. the, you know whatever the pan, the pan you use. Mm -hmm. You're going to put the bird in upside down, so breast down. Con el, con el fondue para arriba. Yes. Okay. Okay. Why is that important? Because the fat of the turkey is in the bottom. Oh, okay. So as you're cooking it, that fat is going to down drip down and it will breast. keep the moisture in, the, the, in the bird. Because think about it. The breast is the driest part of the turkey. So when you're cooking that turkey breast side up it's falling. You know, for it's, three it's hours, dripping. it's like... You're losing the fat. Right. You're losing the fat and the moisture and all that stuff. The flavor. That's why breast is always so dry. So then, mm. this is covered. Then with like aluminum foil. Yeah. Okay. Then you somewhere midpoint you Flip turn it. the turkey around. Okay. You cover it again, and you finish cooking it. About ten to fifteen minutes before. Okay. It's supposed to be done. You know, ten, fifteen, twenty minutes. You remove the aluminum foil. You butter the top of the turkey again. You take out all the juices to make your pan gravy. Okay. You take out all the juices. You butter the top again. Put it back in the oven so you can get that nice, pretty, commercial, that brown brown skin. And voila, you will thank me later. Well, that sounds absolutely delicious. My sister just she, her way around the uh, the dryness of the turkey is to bacon. It's to literally just like a lattice work, like a pie with yeah, bacon over a bacon, it. Yeah, that's what we used to do all the time. And uh, I mean, I love it because you got a lot. I of mean, bacon. it's bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't you, love bacon? Who doesn't love bacon? But no. I tried this recipe two years ago. Huh. There's this guy I follow that has a YouTube channel called Not a, Not Another Cooking Show. That recipe is from him, but it's originally from, you know, Martha Stewart. So, you know. I mean, if the if Queen you Martha know, does it, it's got to be good. between him and me and Martha is that while we cover that You don't it, talk like this. No, and while we cover it with, like, standard aluminum foil, Martha covers a turkey with a cheesecloth. I have cheesecloth if you want to have yeah. it. No, that's okay. And then her cheesecloth. Because I bought a cheesecloth one no, time to make almond milk and I've never used it. No, you know what she does? She, you know, again, massages the butter in the turkey. And then the cheesecloth, uh -huh. she dips it in melted butter and she puts it over the turkey. God bless Martha Stewart. Yeah. Especially sounds, now that she doesn't give any fucks. Yeah. That may sound like a uh, mm -hmm. Paula Deen recipe, but no, it's but Martha I mean, Stewart. It, it's, it's Upper Connecticut. Yeah. And then what you do is, then with the leftover turkey, today... On Black Friday. Oh, you make turkey sandwiches. I make <laughs> I make the gobbler. Oh. My gobbler okay. is a baguette. It has to be a baguette. Okay, why a baguette? Be, because it has to be a sturdy bread. Okay. It can be like a sourdough or like a white bread. It has okay. to be a very... No pumpernickel. A very strong <laughs> bread, like okay. a baguette. You could even make it in a Cuban... Uh, oh, that's bread. true, Cuban bread. Um, but like a a, a, a heavy, um, not a heavy bread, but like a thick bread, like okay. that will handle. Okay, like know. a thick crust, if you yes. will. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so you get sliced turkey breast, mm -hmm. sliced turkey breast, okay. gravy over it, okay. the pan gravy, with a layer of um, a stuffing, okay, homemade stuffing, 
and a layer of cranberry sauce, and voila, you have the gobbler. That sounds really good. It is amazing. That I do it every year. I put it on my Instagram. It's pretty amazing. That sounds really, really good. Yeah. And it's Thanksgiving dinner in a sandwich. Meet up, yeah. You are welcome. <laughs> well, thank you very much. You, you are see, welcome, this, listeners. This entire uh, Cooking with Darian segment, it's, it reminds me of the... Did you see I posted it to our page? By the way, go to hashtag Darian Cooks. I'm not kidding. This is totally a hashtag. It's a Darian thing. Cooks, because I love to cook. He does love to cook. I wanted to go to culinary school. And you're good at it. I am good at it, because I love it. Because you can love to do something and not be good at it. Yeah. I love to sing. I'm not good at it. No. <laughs> and I did not get that from anyone because my mom doesn't even, like, my mom can barely boil. No, but egg. your dad cooks. My dad cooks, but my dad cooks Cuban food. Like, whatever. Um, but my mom can't, like, boil an egg. Like, it's terrible. Like, my wow. mom, and my mom hates cooking. I remember when I was a kid, my mom tried to make cupcakes for, mm -hmm. uh, for, for my birthday oh. to take to school and that did not end well. And that morning we had to make a run to Publix and get cupcakes. Whenever anybody says cupcakes now, I always think of the time, like in the last year or two, that I was here making cupcakes mm -hmm. and Jose was here. Jose's not very kitchen, in, you know, forward like I am. And so I'm baking and I'm making the cupcakes and he sees me putting the little, you know, the little cups, the, the paper things in the tins and pouring it in. And he's like, babe, but won't they burn in the oven? And I just turned to him and I'm like, and I said, did you think that there was somebody who sat there with the cupcakes after they came out and put the little paper around each and every one of them? He's like, oh. yeah, I just, I just didn't know that that was how you did it. I never and, really thought about it. And I'm like, okay, so you thought there was like some old lady at Publix who her sole yeah. job was just to sit there and be like, okay, I'm a cupcake para poner el papelito. Mm -hmm. Well, when you made those cupcakes and I gave you A for effort, you learned a very valuable thing. Yes. Which is, tell our listeners. Room temperature butter means room temperature butter. Yes. Not so, microwaved. When you're going to make butter. It's funny because when I. The you knew right was away. Fine. When I tasted no, the No, the cupcake was dense. It was too dense. It was dense, but whatever. It was whatever. But the. Because the, the, he made. He was very nice. He made cupcakes This is the beginning of the, of the pandemic. Um earlier this year and it was you know it was very nice of him and he went around and gave them but when he brought the cupcake over i'm like something is off with the buttercream and i'm like i bet you que este chiquito <laughs> was like reading the um the instructions reading the instructions said room temperature butter and he goes okay well i'll have cold butter let me pop that in the microwave yeah, exactly what i did i'm like just and melt it's like it? no. no room temperature butter has Means to be like room temperature yes, butter because remember in baking it's all about chemistry and yeah that, once you nuke like it, that it once you nuke it it changes all the chemistry and then once you add room temperature butter and you use you know magic happens magic happens magic happens magic did you watch because i posted this on our on our instagram did you watch cameron diaz making biste palomilla palomilla steak as she said bistec palomilla bistec palomilla yeah. yeah i saw like a little second it looked good like she did a good job but i know it was supposed to be like asmr because the whole thing of it is like the sound of cooking yeah but i couldn't deal with it she's like Jeez. I'm like I couldn't deal with it. I couldn't deal with the whole like. But I'm not a fan of ASMR. Yeah, it annoys me. So can you have seen que good Charlotte Benji Madden? Mm -hmm. No, she's married to Benji or to Joel. One of them. Que iba a casarse con una cubanita. Es verdad, mira. Y una cubanita rubia. Ajá. Para que lo sepan, de ojos claro. Who knew? Oh, but on that note. <laughs> Since it's a time of giving. That's true. That's true. It is a time of giving. And, you know, I know it's Black Friday, tomorrow's Small Business Saturday. But this is the time of year when I think, you know, people 
open their their hearts and also a little bit of their wallets and you know look for ways to get back to the community and so this week we have the director of volunteer services uh, of the BRC up in in New York um, Rick Aiken talking to us about not just his organization but also just you know all the challenges that that organizations such as his and other nonprofits have been facing this year because of COVID and ways that we can still help because I think Specifically with us being, you know, varying degrees of lockdown, depending where you're at and depending on, you know, your, your circumstances, you may feel like, well, I want to do something, but what can I do? I can't get out there to give in person. So, you know, chatted it up a little bit and, and he gave us some great suggestions. And so without further ado, here is our interview with Rick Aiken from the BRC. Oye, mi gente, we all know getting together for the holidays this year is going to be a little different, but it's not proximity that makes us feel close to our family. With StoryWorth, you can still give loved ones a meaningful gift, a chance to tell their story and share memories. StoryWorth is an online service helping loved ones share stories, memories, and personal thoughts. Every week, StoryWorth emails your family member a different question they can answer in as much detail as they want. Mira. I signed my dad up for StoryWorth. Y claro que I asked about coming from Cuba on the Peter Pan flights. But StoryWorth also provides fun questions like, what's your favorite cartoon character? Or describe your first job. The little things that really let us know a person. Not only do I get to read his replies every time he responds, but after a year of questions, StoryWorth compiles all these stories into a beautiful keepsake book, including pictures that ships for free. I can't wait to see my dad's story put together and then share them with my nephews when they're a little older. You know, I don't know what my dad's going to reply to these things, right? But this will let them know they're abuelo in a whole new way. Well, okay, so what's better than giving your loved ones the gift of togetherness and memories with StoryWorth? Bueno, visit storyworth.com slash to get started right away with no shipping required and $10 off your first purchase. Uh-huh. $10 off. Así que visit storyworth.com slash pero for $10 off. And remember, what really brings us together during the holidays is our stories. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Lots and lots of cooking. Pernil, lechon, tamales, pastele, all of our faves. But are you looking for a more organic way to season your holiday favorites this year? 
Pues let us introduce Loisa Seasons, founded and owned by Hispanics with Dominican and Peruvian backgrounds. Ya tú sabes, por todo Latinoamérica están. Loisa is the healthier alternative to those processed flavors from all those big, you know, big companies from big seasoning, right? They are also certified organic, non-GMO, and vegan. Loisa has no artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. It's all about puro sabor. Plus, aside from sazón y adobo, which let's face it, if you're cooking and you're not using sazón y adobo, or even Hispanic, come on, please. They've also introduced garlic powder, paprika, sea salt, no, hasta canela. Missing abuela because of la corona? We'll send a gift set of up to 12 Loisa seasonings in a bright and vibrant box so you can still cook together despite any distance. Como dice Gloria Estefan, que siga la tradición, right? <laughs> so if you're looking for all the flavor you love, I'll be artificial. Visit Loisa. That's L-O-I-S-A dot com today. Bueno, mi gente, and we're back. Now, as we mentioned, you know, we're in the thick of the holiday season. I mean, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Festivus, uh, you know, for those of you who, who celebrate, I don't know. And, you know, the one thing that we, we really want to shed a light on is how many of us in this world are more fortunate than others and can probably help others. But with COVID, that's been running rampant it's been very difficult i think you know to get that volunteering out there the way we maybe have done before so we have with us today from uh the bowery residence committee in new york city the director of volunteer services uh rick aiken so thank you for joining us rick and for those astute listeners yes this is the rick of rick and joe fame who i is a friend of of ours a friend of mine for years now and we name drop them up and down but, you know, he's, he's not here to talk about that. He's here to talk about, you know, how we can give back and, you know, really be there for, for these underserved communities. So thanks for joining us, man. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. So, <laughs> I, didn't know I, was, I didn't know I was a, uh, a minor celebrity. Well, you know, I, anybody who's in our lives is like a minor celebrity on our podcast. Really. You, you, had a, you had a recurring role in season one. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I, I, I do know that. <laughs> You know, why don't you first of all, I guess, tell us a little bit about the BRC, because I know you're you're one of um, New York's largest uh, social service agencies with the homeless uh, community. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can give us a little bit of insight into, you know, what you guys are all about. Well, BRC Bowery Residence Committee, we've been around for uh, 50 years and we did get started on the Bowery, which is in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. But uh, we have branched out quite a bit since, uh, hence why we refer to ourselves now as BRC, because we don't want to have anybody confused. We are located, we have an overwhelming presence throughout Manhattan, from the Lower East Side to Chelsea, uh, as well as Washington Heights Inwood area, Harlem, and we also do have facilities and programs throughout Brooklyn and uh the Bronx. Our approach is extremely straightforward. One thing I'd always like to emphasize is we do work with um, homeless adults as well as those at risk of becoming homeless. We do have an outreach effort where we're the ones that will go into the subway platforms and at the, on the subway trains themselves at the end of the evenings as well as the main transportation hubs and we are simply the ones that will go up and introduce ourselves and talk to those that may or may not be homeless just to find out if there's any way we can help them. And ideally, it will then lead to a whole continuum of services that we can provide. And of course, that's if they say yes. Uh, We do work closely with the NYPD, where we um, 
we uh, will encourage them to come with us. And one thing that we do have is a huge luxury because we are doing this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And that is, despite despite the pandemic, there are, our workers are frontline workers. Uh, they are the ones that are going up even in the midst of a pandemic or in the midst of a, of a disaster and just still doing our jobs. Talking to these folks and really encouraging them, and the luxury that we have is because we're doing this 24 hours a day, if they say no to us today, they may say yes to us tomorrow or next week or next month because we're in the same locations and we're consistent. Again, that can lead to the varying levels of service, which is varying levels of housing, perhaps. It could be emergency housing if you have a mental illness or chemical addiction. It could be transitional housing if uh, you're ready to start moving to the next level. We do offer permanent housing to certain populations. We do work with about 10,000 uh, clients in a typical fiscal year. We do have 30 programs and locations throughout those areas that I mentioned, uh, Manhattan, Brooklyn, and the Bronx. We um, do have, so give or take a couple dozen, about, about 1,100 employees, which does sound like a lot, but they are spread through those 30 locations, almost all of which are 24 hours a day. So our employees are very tired, and that's when we turn to the general public to help us out as volunteers, and uh, and that's where the volunteers really do lend a very strong hand. What are some of the challenges that you are finding, you know, from a volunteer perspective? And I'm sure, just like you, all these charitable organizations are probably experiencing, you know, mm-hmm. with COVID. Because let's face it, when people yeah. get hit with loss of job and other things like that they probably pull back on some of the volunteering efforts, not to mention all the limits I'm sure you guys are having. When, when the whole shutdown in New York, and frankly, coast to coast happened, it was the very first thing that uh, agencies like BRC had to do was just put a stop to any and all volunteerism because you just can't afford to have people that are not, you know, that we see regularly coming through our doors. We were talking about quite a few people, but our, our volunteers at that point were, very understanding, um, and everybody had to really, you know, fend for themselves, take care of themselves, and, and we get that. And frankly, I, in terms of BRC, I had to, we had to pivot the entire volunteer uh, direction completely. Not long after the shutdown happened, people started reaching out. Much like 9-11, it's this, we're in the midst of a crisis and people want to help. And you want to tap into that enthusiasm and that caring. One of the things that people in my position had to do is try to figure out ways where we could work with these folks virtually mm-hmm. and that was that was interesting we we yeah, I'd, I'd never had a virtual opportunity before because i usually think of like you know when you're volunteering it's going to help paint a room build a house yeah. serve a meal you know not exactly traditionally not things i've found that can be done virtually no <laughs> Yeah. Unless you have like, yeah. unless you have this amazing mind meld capability of painting from afar, what we what I had done though is I'd spoken to a number of our my colleagues at our directors of the actual shelters and facilities to say, listen, what can volunteers do that will help out our clients? And, and one of the other issues, by the way, that we had to face was how to help our clients social distance properly. Uh, because, I mean, you know, you and I, the three people out there, your listeners, they, they could go home and they could close the doors and they could be safe. What if you, what do you do if you don't have a home or if you're living in a communal environment? And so what we had to do is really find out ways of keeping our clients engaged mm-hmm. socially 
apart from everybody else. And how do you do that when you have very limited abilities? We had to shut down our common rooms, so there was no longer any television or movies. I, I met with, virtually, I met with our directors just to find out what, what volunteers can do. And Zoom was a godsend, as everybody now knows. It really was. I started having volunteers Zoom in or log into Zoom, uh, and they're running creative writing groups and read aloud poetry clubs, doing wellness and deep breathing and even uh, yoga. It was pretty remarkable. And I, and I also turned to our volunteer base and said, listen, what can you do? What do you have a passion for that you think might transfer well into a virtual environment? So it was as much our volunteers that had these really fabulous ideas. It was really challenging, but it was uh, one that our volunteers stepped up to and one that went remarkably well. And then thankfully over time, uh, when I was talking to my colleagues at our volunteer coordinators, facilitators, directors, managers at quite a few other nonprofits, they were all experiencing the same things and they, a number of them had to think just as creative. It's just a matter of creativity right now. In terms of, you know, when, when you said you guys are out like at subway stations and so mm -hmm. trying to find out people that need help. I feel that, you know, homelessness is one of these things that they're so, it's so hard to tackle because a lot of people mean to help, but they don't even know where to start or, or just the enormity of trying to put, you know, this person on track. With the services you guys offer, in a, a typical case, and I imagine that not all cases are the same, in your typical case, you find someone, let's say, that needs your help and they become a client. Give us a little bit of insight of, like, what like the step-by-step -step is and or the day-by-day -day with somebody who's just become a client? Well, that's not an easy question to answer only because um, a lot of people take a step back and look at the, uh, the homeless community as just one large population, right? Mm -hmm. Not realizing just like any other community, they're comprised of individuals with very unique, very specific needs. And we need to find out. And so when we're doing outreach, um, our outreach workers are very trained in learning how to do that initial assessment to find out what the next step should be. A lot of people just think, I'm not putting this in a negative light, they mean this in, through kindness, just saying, well, I mean, they're homeless, let's find them a shelter. It's not that easy because when we're doing the outreach, um, we're doing an assessment to find out, do you have a mental illness? Do you have a chemical addiction? Do you, frankly, do you have a combination of both? Because that will determine exactly what the next step should be. I guess I spoke a, very, a little quickly about what the process is, but when we're doing outreach, um, our outreach workers are, when they're doing that assessment, are finding out what location or program they should go to. And typically that could very well be emergency housing. Typically for somebody that does have either a mental health issue or a chemical addiction issue, because consider that much more, for lack of a better phrase, but the, consider like a, a triage a very in-depth triage, where that's the first step, where we're going to find out exactly what you need right away, but we're going to also tackle all those issues and get you the help right away. So not only will we address mental health issues and chemical addiction issues, we'll get you access to any kind of medical care you may require, any kind of prescriptions you may require. We will encourage you to participate in a type of therapy that is best suited for your own needs. So when they're with us in emergency housing, the, our, our clients are incredibly busy. Um, they are really diving deep into exactly, and they're very proactive in terms of addressing what needs to be done next. And so they will sit with our uh, specialists, our clinicians, our professionals, our social workers, just to find out, 
okay, well, this is what we're going to do because we also have to let them know what we expect of them as much as what we what they expect of us. So we're going to treat them as an individual. And something I also emphasize is we look, BRC, we, uh, we look more so that we're simply providing the tools and it's at the discretion of the client to use those tools at his or her pace that best suits their their abilities and their capabilities. So when they're in emergency housing, that's when we find out what next step should occur. And that's when we can put the, uh, bring them into transitional housing. And transitional housing is where they can stay with us for 10 months, 9 months, 2 years, whatever, again, what at their pace. And we'll continue to address their mental health and chemical addiction issues, if there were any. And we'll bring them into transitional housing, and we'll continue to address all those issues. And we'll also even address the fact that, you know, our goal, of course, is not just to get you, help you get off the street, but help you stay off the street, right? So that means you have to be so independent enough to pay your own bills. We have a workforce development program called Horizons, and Horizons is where we will give you access to a computer lab. We will uh, encourage you to participate in workshops to uh, learn how to write a resume, how to use a computer, how to search the internet, a lot of things that we all take for granted. Uh, sorry, I mean to interrupt you, but you know, it seems like okay. it's a little bit of that old adage, you know, give a man a fish, teach a man to fish. You know, it's, uh, uh, see, I, I, I went to Sunday school once. Um, you, know, you, you actually, you, you truly took the words out of my mouth. That's how I was going to end it. Was oh, sorry. That exact, no, no, no. Um, it's good that you said that because uh, that's exactly our approach. And something that from our CEO on down, that's exactly what we say is uh, you give a man a fish, he eats for a day. You teach a man to fish, he eats for a lifetime. And everything, again, is a continuum of care. And it's a continuum of care at the pace of the individual. We typically, I mentioned about, on average, about 10,000 clients in a typical year. And we do that. We also, in the past year, our last fiscal year, we, uh, the workforce development program I was just describing, Horizons, almost 500 of those clients did rejoin the workforce. And these are people that would never have had that opportunity to rejoin the workforce. And we're more than, we're more than just housing. Now, you said... You said that um, one of the things you guys also do is um, help out people that are at risk of being homeless. Mm -hmm. So in, you know, in today's world with so many people out of work, um, <clears throat> I'm sure in New York, probably like many states here in Florida, we had um, an eviction moratorium, but now like they just lifted that so thousands and thousands of people are gonna mm -hmm. they will be out of their homes or their apartments what what is what do you guys exactly define as at risk uh of being homeless and what how do you help those people thank you for the segue <laughs> we actually developed and opened the doors to probably the single most innovative program we've ever introduced almost to to oh, rather almost three years ago a little over two and a half i believe where we opened the doors in the south bronx to a facility called the apartments at landing road it is a program that addresses not homelessness and not uh, not section eight housing or uh, subsidized housing it addresses the concept of affordable housing uh, there are millions and millions of people in the United States that have to face incredibly difficult decisions um, all about, um, can I afford to pay my rent and risk having my electricity turned off? Can I afford to 
feed my family. Those are decisions that no, no, nobody should really have to make, but millions of people have to go through this every day, and it's a horrible feeling. First of all, we did step back from that concept. We're like, all right, that's affordable housing. Not subsidized housing, not Section 8 housing. We're not landlords. We've been, we never have been landlords. We never will be landlords. We're like, well, wait a minute. These are people that are making these decisions. These are the very people that are risk, are at risk of becoming homeless because they're at risk of becoming getting evicted. Right. So we addressed that, and we broke ground and built from the ground up an absolutely beautiful facility that addresses two issues in the South Bronx. The first issue is the street homeless. There's a, there was a very large population of street homeless in the South Bronx. And while we're also looking at the idea of affordable housing, and we built one very large facility, absolutely beautiful, where half the building is all, it's a shelter, right? Like a standard. Now, like a, a standard run shelter for street homeless men with its own entrance. But there's another facility right next to it, a massive apartment building, which is not Section 8 housing, it's strictly affordable housing um, that we introduced and encouraged people in that community to apply. And we got thousands upon thousands of applications for a couple hundred units. And so that addresses the whole concept of, of affordable housing. And now, one thing that I always like to mention is, again, we are a non-profit so any revenue generated from the rent of that and, and those units, we can't. Uh, at the end of the day, we're really technically not supposed to have a, a you know, excess. Again, we're, we're a nonprofit. Right. So any of the profit that comes from that 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 building goes back into the same building, which is right next door, which is the men's shelters. So now we are subsidizing ourselves and helping out, uh, helping address two issues. Uh, two very hot topics in that community, and it's going remarkably well. And, and again, we're not professional landlords, but it's it's going well enough where, like, you know, this is something that we can introduce into other communities within New York City, and that is something we are looking at. We are looking at other neighborhoods now, too. Yeah. That sounds like a great model that I think could be mirrored in, in other communities, like even just outside of... What do you can say that is, man? <laughs> We're just teeing them up for you today, aren't we? You really <laughs> are, and I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of this. One thing, um, it is such an innovative, common-sense approach that addresses two serious issues in one neighborhood. We're, we, we get requests, well, prior to the pandemic, but we're getting requests where our, our folks, uh, rather our folks, our, we were getting requests for tours of that facility, both facilities from you know, government officials and people from all over the country because they want to see it because right. it's such a common sense approach. Why hasn't anybody done it before? Right. Like, well, you know what? We've been doing this for 50 years and we only just thought about this about six years ago. We finally opened the doors two and a half years ago. Yeah, so you guys have been doing and, this forever, quote unquote, and, it yeah. just, and the light bulb just went off. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're very, very proud of it. If you guys are ever in New York, happy to show you around. It's a beautiful facility. So with the holidays around the corner, I mean, I know it's, you know, mm-hmm. we kind of touched on this and it really is a time of year when people, and this is going to sound horrible, but you know, just go with me on it where people all of a sudden, <laughs> they all of a sudden like remember homelessness is a problem. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, like all of a sudden it's the holidays and it's just like, oh yeah, that's a thing that, you know, that people suffer through all year round. Let me, 
you know, pay attention at the end of the year. Um, what are some <laughs> ways, I mean, it's true, you know, but what are some ways that, you know, our, our listeners could get involved this year? Because again, okay. I think normally people think of like, okay, well, I'm going to go serve Thanksgiving dinner. I'm going to go, you know, do a toy drive. I mean, there's just certain things that, that are inherent, yeah. like the first thing you think about, which may or may not be, you know, able to be done this year. In terms of BRC, and then I'll also talk in general, but um, speak in general, but in terms of BRC, uh, we are able to, um, we are now able to welcome volunteers on site in very limited numbers, mm-hmm. um, you know, with certain guidelines in place, such as KN95 masks, face shields, um, social distancing requirements, taking a temperature on site, and things of that sort. Um, so we are able to do that but uh, we've had to decrease the numbers. Right. Um, and uh, we went from about 110 to 120 volunteers at any moment for Thanksgiving Day down to uh, 40. Oh, wow. But, yeah. And uh, I've had to have so many conversations in the past month and into next week where it's, I'm sorry, but we are booked. <laughs> but um, the one thing that uh, we are able to do is still provide some level of normalcy through holiday celebrations. And I know that other nonprofits are able to do the same. There is, and I think this is through the people have romanticized volunteering on Thanksgiving day because of TV and movies where they think every, every nonprofit in this, in the world would love to have my enthusiasm and see my great smile show up at their door. So Thank I you, start volunteering. Sitcoms. <laughs> yes. Um, and that is, I hate to say it, that is a farthest thing from the truth. Um, as well, you've, you've, you heard me talk about this over many a cocktail uh, over the years, but what I, what I would tell everybody to do is either call the nonprofit that you prefer directly to find out if you need any help this year, number one. There is a fantastic website that I would encourage you guys to uh, tell your listeners about called volunteer match. One word, volunteermatch.com. It is a fantastic nationwide aggregate website that has hundreds of thousands of volunteer opportunities coast to coast. That's fantastic. Um, We use it. I use it almost daily where if a program says, Hey, uh, just in fact, earlier today, they're like, Hey Rick, we really would like to do an onsite arts and crafts program safely. What do you think? I'm like, fine. And I posted it, and I already have a couple of uh, interviews lined up with new volunteers. Um, it's a great website, and I would th- I would encourage people to check into that. Um, there's one other website that I would encourage people to look at too, to look at the legitimacy of the nonprofit, mm. um, because there's a, there are a lot of nonprofits. Is that a, some is that that a problem, have, especially now this year? You think? Well. I mean, if you look at websites like GoFundMe, there's a number of uh, GoFundMe funds that yeah. people are putting up just to benefit a nonprofit. I would use air quotes right now. They right, can't see right. it. You guys can't. Yeah. But uh, that for nonprofits to benefit people in the midst of the pandemic, that turned out to not be real. They're not legitimate. So what I would encourage people to do is uh, the website is called GuideStar. G-U-I-D-E-S-T-A-R, okay. uh, guidestar.org, .org. Okay. Org. and they are a great website for um, 
just basically checking on the legitimacy of a nonprofit. They rate, they rate the nonprofits and give them platinum, gold, silver, bronze level, um, talking about funding and where the funds go and that sort of thing. Right. It's a great, it's a great research tool that uh, I encourage people to use. Um, but back to what people can do. I know, you know, think creatively rather than some people would like to, um, you know, they say, oh, I'd like to cook a full Thanksgiving meal and donate it to, like, well, maybe this year it's probably not a good idea to do that, but you can certainly donate a gift card to a local supermarket. Okay. Um, you can donate a care package of uh, non-perishable uh, food items. Um, by the way, when people do food drives, mm-hmm. don't donate anything in glass. Just as a big FYI, please don't do that. Nothing oh, okay. in glass. No glass bottles or no, no yeah. jams and jellies no. in, in glass bottles. No jams or jellies. Almost everything can get made purchased in plastic. And something a lot of people like to do, and, and this is, I really do love, is when they would like to get their children involved. Most nonprofits these days probably can't, certainly now, allow children on site. I know BRC is not an exception to that rule. We, we're just not allowed to, or not able to have, uh, invite children on site, even with parents involved. But what I have recently done is a number of school kids have been hosting, um, or rather schools have been hosting um, uh, sock drives, nonprofits oh, okay. that, uh, that address, uh, and by no socks, please, not used. <laughs> it's a little sad you um, had to make that distinction, but okay. <laughs> But okay. All the stories I could tell. (laughs) I'm sure. And uh, uh, sock drives would be fantastic. Something as simple or cheap as having kids create holiday cards. Mm -hmm. Just creating holiday cards um, and sending them to a nonprofit is great. I I get them almost every year from little kids, and it's really Mm kind of cute because what I would typically do is hang them on the walls of a particular shelter or facility so that the clients can read them when they're coming and going from a holiday celebration or gathering. It's really kind of nice. Um, so, there, there, I mean, think creatively. There are ways to, to lend a hand, um, especially right now. I think what people like is just that human contact, even if it's from afar. It's, I mean, you're saying, you know, get creative, but it's also, you know, I'm realizing how simple some of these acts are. You know, it's not like, it's like you said, a handmade card. You know, by by some kid, mm-hmm. by, you know, little kids, or you know, sending a mm-hmm. gift card for a local grocery store, and mm-hmm. you know, it's not anything that really is going to be this intricate, like take eight hours out of your day to no. to implement, and it just it goes such a long way, whether you know, financially, mm-hmm. literally, like in the case of a gift card, or just you know, on an emotional human level. And, and not just that, uh, but in general too. Uh, a lot of people say, well, I don't have time to volunteer. I'm like, well, I get that. You know, I work full time. But um, most of our volunteer shifts are 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Uh, and so, I, you know, it really depends on the amount of time that you can provide. Um, one of the biggest questions, one of the biggest questions, one of the main questions I always ask every person on my registration forms when they uh, express an interest is, why are you interested in volunteering? And a number of people uh, respond with, well, I can't afford to write a check, but I can afford to donate an hour or two. And to me, that's very significant because that's very meaningful and it means a lot to that person. And I really want to make sure I put them to good use and make sure they um, have an engaging experience because, you know, in the the long run, they'll step away from it remembering BRC and that they made a difference in somebody's life. 
Yeah. And it's and, and you know, despite the holidays, yes, I do get a huge increase in volunteer interest over the holidays. That's to be expected because we realize, despite the circumstances, a lot of us are still fortunate enough because we have a roof over our head. You know, we yeah. have heat, we have food in our refrigerator, and there are so many people that don't. Um, so, to you know, they, they may recognize that, and that's fantastic. Yeah. So, I'm looking here, uh, I went to your website, and I'm looking for you at some of your numbers. Um, about 8,700 people served. By uh, BRC's programs, uh, mm-hmm. 936 people moved to stable housing. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, over 4,000 clients successfully completed your programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, do you guys set yourself like, you know, do you have data in terms of the amount of people that need your help, and and you try to reach certain numbers, or you just try to do the best you can? It's a combination of both. We have an entire department that is dedicated to numbers, to data. <laughs> and if you ask me for those numbers, I'm going to say, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we do have an entire department that's dedicated to the numbers because as a nonprofit, we have to prove we have to prove ourselves. We have to prove that the donations that we receive are actually going to where they're supposed to go. So clearly, we, we need to make sure that, that we're doing what is expected of us, but we also uh, want to make sure that... Uh, the homelessness isn't going anywhere anywhere, so we need to make sure that we keep those numbers up and we keep improving year to year because there's more and more people that need the help. But frankly, I mean, this is something I've actually heard other people within our agency say. We're one of the nonprofits that really we're trying to put ourselves out of business. Here we are. Yeah. And if all of us you know, if all of us find ourselves unemployed next year, that means we did a really, really good job. That's true. <laughs> And, uh, but that's not going to happen anytime soon. So we're just going to keep doing going and, and uh, doing our best. Well, Rick, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, I know it's, it, it's a lot, you know, home, like you said, homelessness, unfortunately is not going anywhere, but you know, thanks to the efforts of people like yourself and the BRC and, you know, other local homeless organizations and other nonprofits, you know, because aside from, you know, homelessness and there's other nonprofit organizations, you know, like you said, they can find them on volunteermatch.com. One thing I just want to say is even though I work for an agency that represents um, homeless men and women and those are always going to be coming homeless, is follow your passion. Because if you volunteer for an agency that fits within your passion, um, that passion is going to shine through in your volunteer work. And it really will benefit that agency that much more. Don't just pick something out of guilt. Pick it because you love it. Yeah, there's a difference between volunteering and community service. <laughs> oh, that's another story. That's an entirely different episode, dude. <laughs> Here, let me get let me get my diary. Yeah, I, that's that's a uh, over drinks uh, episode. That's yes. what that was. Your your um, organization and the volunteers are part of. You know, I always try to say one of my yeah. simple life mottos is be part of the solution, not the problem. Yeah. And, you know, that's definitely one of, one of you know, homelessness, tackling homelessness in whatever way um, is definitely, you know, part of the solution because we could be here all day saying what the problem is and, you know, it's like, what are we going to do about it? That's the important part. That, that's exactly right. Yeah, we can sit here all day. The three of us can sit here all day and all night. Talking about just homelessness as a problem, but the reality of it is that there are not, it is a problem, but I'm not, never going to diminish that. But there are agencies and people out there that are part of this, that solution and uh, willing to do their best to help. And not for nothing, but even a, 
something as some people are like, well, where's the value of a 45 minute creative writing class? I'm like, well, you just made a difference in, for 45 minutes in three or four or five people's lives. And that's, that, that's enough. Absolutely. That's enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you again for for stopping by our, our little show to chat again. I, of course, you know, this is I, fun. You know, I miss you guys, and I can't wait to get back up to New York and, and hang out. I know. <laughs> we miss you guys. We miss you too. You know, let's uh, the stupid pandemic. <laughs> let's have you guys figure out a time when is it's it over yet. Like, are we done no. with it yet? Uh, I think tomorrow. 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 Okay. So tomorrow. We'll <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> all right. Thank you, man. Oye, mi gente, just because we're working from home doesn't mean we have to stop taking care of our skin. Bueno, our friends at M Skincare have created products made for us men who barely have five minutes to take care of our skin. M Skincare's five-minute morning products from triple action gel face wash to all-day serum to the daily defense hydrating lotion is a full skincare routine for men that leaves your face clean, toned, protected, and hydrated. Look. I loathe extensive morning routines, and I can tell you from personal experience with M Skincare's products, it really does only take five minutes, and it's even a great defense against maskne. Their triple action gel face wash doesn't just wash, it's a scrub, so it just you know, gets all up in those pores and just cleans them all out, and the all-day serum, a little of that helps heal damage from the elements, you know, like the horribly punishing sun us Miami men know too damn well. But my absolute fave is the Daily Defense Hydrating Lotion. I usually hate lotion because I have really oily skin, so it just adds to it. But that is not a problem with M Skincare's Hydrating Lotion. It keeps my skin looking younger and firmer. Make, you know, yeah, I'm a man of a certain age. Even better than skincare products specially tailored for men is getting a discount to try them. That's right. Just visit M, that's M like men, skincare.com slash pero and get a great discount on all these products. Así que whether as a holiday gift or a gift for yourself, every man deserves healthy skin. And M Skincare is the perfect and quickest way for us guys to get it. So don't forget, that's mskincare.com slash pero for great skincare. we're back yes so yeah as we mentioned you know rick is one half of the uh constantly cameoing in our first season duo rick Rick and and joe Joe. but you know what rick said something that i'm glad that he said it since he's at the forefront of that um he said something that was very true that you know a lot of people volunteer during the holidays which is great because anytime people volunteer you know you don't want to turn them away and you know your time is precious but you know all this type of stuff it's year round. It doesn't go away. And, you know, and I know that from somebody, you know, also that volunteers, you know, through the Guardian Matt Lightham program and mm-hmm. other things that I've, you know, these are agencies or programs that constantly need help yeah. uh, throughout the year because they're underfunded um, yeah. and nobody volunteers for them. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that he mentioned that because, yeah. Yeah. you know, in this day and age, a lot of times people do things for photo ops and for the gram, you know, for the gram, for the gram. Yeah. I mean, it's, even if you do it for the gram, at least you're doing it, but yeah, you need help. You know, they need help all year round. Yeah. And I will say, you know, even if you, let's say, you know, oh, I don't, I don't do anything, you know, I don't have a talent to, you know, do something virtually or I don't have time, you know, at the end of the day, guys, if you can, of course, 
cash helps because all of these nonprofits, they do rely on, you know, yeah. not to be all Scarlett O'Hara about it, but, you know, the kindness of strangers, right? Mm-hmm. Like without funds, they cannot get these programs off the ground. So that's always just something we can all Scarlett do. Scarlett O'Hara was such a bitch. Oh, yeah. Unre- you know what's so funny? Unrepentingly. You know what's so funny? I, I never, well, I never read that book. I never read Gone with right. Wind. And... Like, yeah, I've seen it in fits and spurts. Like I, I didn't see it until like my late twenties, mm-hmm. and you know you always hear of the Scar- Scarlet O'Hara, like my cousin, iconic named, character. My cousin named her daughter Scarlet, and when I finally saw that movie, and I was like, hey, "Wait, espera un momentico." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you mean to tell me that Scarlett O'Hara, who's one of the most famous literary characters in like American literature right, right, right. of all time, literature really, or and or or cinematic characters, yeah, cinematic history yeah. or, around the world? Yeah, you mean to tell me that she's a spoiled little bitch? She is a horrible human being. She's absolutely awful. Yes, yes. So it's like you mean to tell me that th- th- this is what was going going on here all the time? Yeah. Do you have a last soda? Because I kind of wanted to give a. A joint? Combined last soda. Go for it. So I just thought about giving um, our last soda to everybody listening. You know, we are at the tail end of season three of our podcast. Got like three or four Um, weeks left, yeah. And um, as you guys know, we always take a winter hiatus. And and this has been a really, really tough year and for everybody. And, um, you know, it, it was a very tough year for us because for a very long time we weren't uh we were recording via skype and yeah you know we were recording separate from each other obviously because we were in lockdown and quarantine and you know that presents a challenge because when we record ish and i feed off of each other's you know um you know we feed off of each other when we do the show so doing it via skype was a little um challenging challenging so we want to thank you guys. Absolutely. Because um, without you, we would not have a podcast. This is well, true. Well, we would have a podcast that nobody listens nobody to. Nobody listens to. And then only in Dade wouldn't stop by or, you know, Martha Miami or, yeah. you know, Jenny Lorenzo. Seth. Forget Seth. You know, like, yeah, nobody. Martha Darby. Nobody yeah, would have shown up. Forget all that. Nobody you know? would have shown up. Um, so thank you guys so much for sticking with us. And especially this year. Uh, we're very, very, very grateful. I mean, yes. Uh, three seasons in and we're still very humbled and grateful over the fact that people actually listen to us like we keep getting new listeners yes new people discover us that's amazing to me i i'm still like in awe about it that people actually stop to listen to us so thank you thank you thank you thank you yes yep well i can't i can't not agree with you on that i mean you know like you said without so them, everybody gets a last soda everybody gets a last soda soda we're buying a round of sodas for what it will not be is a a, a tab because 2020 we saw the year of the discontin- <sighs> discontinuation of the tab. tab and my question is i forgot it was around who was drinking tab well you know there was probably that one lady who buys like the capri menthol cigarettes you know one hand is that little skinny cigarette on the other hand is her tab Una Americana. The lady from something about Mary. Una Americana. Yeah. With the the shiny thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. With the tanning thing. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of anybody Latin or black drinking tab. I'm gonna I'm gonna just take this. I don't remember the last time I saw tab in a supermarket. I recall seeing it not too long ago when i mean not too long ago, i mean within the last five years. Okay, okay. Look (laughs) look at how long you had to broaden the scope Um, here. Then I'm really like, oh, tab. Um, but goodbye, tab. Goodbye, tab.
So yes. Anyway, we hope, we hope everybody with that <laughs> on that note have made an appearance on our uh, <laughs> podcast on our Thanksgiving special. Uh, we hope everybody listened, laughed, and learned, especially l- learned how to make that turkey. Yes, which yes. they learned after Thanksgiving. But so. you know what? That's okay because some people do Friendsgiving. Uh, there we go. Uh, we hope you listened, laughed, and learned. If you have any questions on the turkey recipe, please uh, DM us. DM us or send us an e- email at <laughs> berolemipodcast.com. at gmail.com. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he will he'll we'll send you the recipe. We'll have it ready to I'll go. I'll even send you pictures of the final product. Yeah, how it should look. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we hope you listened, laughed, and learned. And remember <laughs> to grab your turkey sandwich. Yes, yes, because we know you all got them. Your turkey sandwich and now your coquito. Your coquito. Que rico. Yep. Now it's coquito time. And you know what? You have a lot of leftover turkey. You can totally make you know, you know un, una croqueta be, de pavo. You know what's going to be challenging about coquito this year? Because you know in the office you always had that one or two co-workers <gasps> who made true. coquito. So now since people are working virtually, so now you're going to have no, to No, like, I think a delivery. Yeah, you're going to have to find a way of... Uh, I think a delivery. You, that, that's another Miami thing. I got to say. That is, well, Miami and Puerto Rico, I'm sure. Well, no, 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 no. But Miami thing in so far that, well, of course, in Puerto Rico, they make coquito. That's yeah, where yeah, it's from. Yeah. But in Miami. That's like the holiday version of the mangoes in the summer. Right. <laughs> because you always have that one coworker. Yeah, yeah. You know, or two coworkers that make coquito. Yeah. And they make it, you know, they put it in the bottle with the tag. and Yeah, very the pretty. Whole the whole shebang. Yeah. You know, ready for to gift. But you know what? That's another opportunity now. What? You know, like I did with the cupcakes earlier. That's an opportunity now. You know, you can deliver it to a couple of your coworkers and brighten their day. Or you could have Coquito on Uber Eats. <gasps> oh my God. Or Postmates. Did we just create something? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, have a great uh, holiday weekend. Yes. Um, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, and have fun eating and shopping or whatever yeah. you're and doing. And don't this forget weekend. to support small businesses, guys. Yes. You know, Small Business Saturday is this weekend. Uh, the the Saturday after Black Friday. This year especially, you know, with everything that's happened, you know, small businesses are really struggling. We can do as much as we can to help them. Um, you know, we'll be posting a couple of small businesses that, that you can frequent. But if you know of any, you know, again, DM us and we'll we'll happily share them on our stories. So thank you so much, guys. Wear a mask, be safe. See you later. Bye. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 